Welcome to the Everyday Christian Podcast. Where we apply scriptural principles to everyday Christian lies. I'm Gabe Bontrager. And I'm John Rich. And today we're going to discuss a topic that is very controversial but very needed in our Christian realm. And that is abortion, freedom of choice, or terminating God's image. Thank you for joining us today. You know, we're not here to sound off, rant, or make white noise. We're here to make a difference. And uh, we're going right. to hear. We're going to give you uh, scientific facts about abortion, life, and just biblical facts as well, and principles on how to apply those those facts to our everyday Christian life. Yeah, the biggest thing is not to just make noise, but like like Gabe said, is make a difference. Do something. Uh, do something to help with this issue. It's it's something that's so relevant in today's society, and it's something that we're going to continually hear more of and more about. And the law is going to continually be pushed. So what can we do as Christians to stop sitting down and start standing up for the truth and, and, and standing up for uh, lives that are innocent but that are being taken? Amen. You know, Jonathan, you know, we're going to give you guys, uh, Jonathan and I are going to give you guys facts on how to counsel the ones that are thinking about maybe having an abortion or, or maybe that is someone that is thinking, you know, is abortion okay? I, I, I sympathize for the ones that are in a difficult dis, uh, decision. But, you know, I, I want to do right and I want to protect life as well. And we're going to be able to uh, give you those uh, insights on how to really talk to people and be an encouragement to the ones that may be in that valid decision. Definitely. Uh, abortion, freedom of choice, or terminating God's image. And one thing we want to share and say is that if you've had an abortion, we love you. And guess what? God loves you too. Amen. And we don't condemn you. God can forgive you. He can He can lead you past that. He can get you over that, that feeling of resentment. He can help you with that. And second thing uh, after that is we want to say that if you're contemplating abortion, please reach out to someone and speak to someone first about an opposing uh, position, a, a birth and health center, call a, a number to, to reach out and, and discuss those those topics because I think that you'd, you'd be surprised at what you can you can learn and I, I think it would be definitely beneficial to you. And I think that's what we're kind of here for as well is, is, is to uh, not necessarily force you to make up a, a decision or, or, or force you to make a choice, but we're here to influence you and, and show you that this is what the Word of God says. This is, a, this is scientific fact, and we, we want to, to help you with this. And we're, again, we're not here to condemn, but uh, we're here to, to show you that where life happens, and we're here to show you uh, that God uh, loves all lives. He absolutely does, and he he does love all lives. He loves us so much that he's given us an opportunity. Uh, I think this is it's a special thing that he's given us an opportunity to have to have life, to create life, and um, and he he's it's a wonderful opportunity for that. Yes, and I, I think what's amazing about this is uh, we're, we're discussing uh, everyday Christians. So someone may say, well, wh- well, what does this have to do with Christianity? Christians aren't doing this. Uh, and in actuality, uh, the majority, according to the, the Guttmacher Institute, yeah. a study that was shown, and, and let me just say, I, I, I'm not being biased by any means. This is a liberal institute. It's a liberal site. Yeah. And according to Guttmacher uh, Institute, Institute, the majority of abortion patients indicated a religious affiliation, uh, 17% identified as mainline Protestant. 
thirteen percent as evangelical Protestant and twenty four percent as Roman Catholic, while eight percent identified with some other religion, Um, and then thirty eight percent after that of patients didn't identify with a religion at all. So it it is in our Christian realm. It is something that that a lot of Christians, a lot of people that are going to church are are facing. Uh, If you look at statistics from uh, PlannedParenthood.com or or just uh, pamphlets, you can see that uh, thirteen out of our fifty states do not even require a legal guardian to give you permission uh, if you're under the age of 18 to have an abortion. Wow. And out of uh, 15 more states, outside of just those 13, 15 15 more states uh, only require that you notify your legal guardian or parent of your abortion. Consent is is not even required. Uh, And that's that's an amazing stat. Yeah. I mean, you can literally say, hey, uh, mom, dad, I'm going to the abortion clinic today. And that's all that is required in some states. Thirteen of those states, man, you don't even have to get consent, and that's that's what's astonishing. You don't have to notify; you can just go in. It's they they say it's safe, legal, all this stuff, and uh, you can go in and do it without even without even getting uh, consent. And and that to me, man, that is that is so crazy. They'll give you a notification to to tell your parents or tell your legal guardian that that you're wanting to get one, but by all means, they don't have to sign it. They don't have to to, to uh, say anything thing to the abortion clinic, all that that patient has to do is let the abortion uh, clinic know. And yeah, it, it, it's so crazy, but it's so, it is so relevant in our Christian realm, Absolutely. like I said earlier. And it, it's something that I feel that maybe we're speaking to someone today that, that is having um, those issues that, that are having those issues or they're, they're contemplating those things or thinking about those things. So, yeah, you know, I just real quick, you know, we didn't list out every one of those states that we just talked about, but if you you need to go and you need to do your due diligence and right. search, with, if you're living in one of those states, yeah. contact your representative yeah. and let them know where you stand. Yeah, you know the we talk about the silent majority a lot of times, and if each one of us would stand up and say, "Hey, you know, representative, I I need you to represent me, yes. the majority right. in this in this decision," because the fact of the matter is, yeah, there, there there's a lot of statistics out there about, you know, Christians and um, evangelicals maybe having to, uh, having abortions, but the, the majority stands with life. Definitely. With that being said, Gabe, I think it's time to go into our Talking the Word segment. I want to remind all of our listeners that this is part one. Um, we're not going to be able to answer all of the different arguments, and that's not our goal here. Our goal here is to present you with facts, scientific facts, biblical facts, and give you um, some tools to be able to uh, counsel people and be able to uh, win people to to choose life. Yeah, and I, I think that's why we've split it up in parts. So just diving right into the Talking the Word uh, uh, section, the State of the Union address was, man, one of the, one of the better better ones I've heard in a, in a in a very long time. Absolutely. And whether you're a supporter of Trump or not doesn't really matter to no. me. It, it it's not about that, but uh, you can hate everything that he says, but when you agree with things that he says, you need to back that up and this yeah, is something that he absolutely. said. I want to read you a quote from Donald Trump uh, from the State of the Union address. He said, "And let us reaffirm a fundamental truth that all children born and unborn are made in the holy image of God. Well and it's, said. It's very well said, and it's something that I wish that every single president that's ever existed yeah. would, would touch up on. But that goes into a scripture that I feel like is a big theme 
uh, for this topic, and that's out of Jeremiah 1 and 5, where it says, Before I formed thee in mm. the belly, I knew thee, mm. and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I wow. ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. You know what I think Amen. about, Gabe, when I read that? What? I think the first thing I thought is God knew us before we were conceived. Mm. God knew everything that we'd go through before we were even conceived all the way into the end of our life, what we would, what we would be in before he even formed us yeah. in the belly, he knew us. The second thing I noticed from that is that it's God who forms in the womb. Yeah. It's not an evolutionary experience. It's no, nothing like that. It is God who forms us from the beginning to the, to the exit. And, Amen. and he's the one that creates us. He's the one that, that, that gives us that, that, that life, that breath and, and, uh, all of those things. And, uh, the third thing I noticed that as, that God knows uh, where we'll be until we die. God, mm. God knows all those things. But fourth yeah. thing, and this is something that I feel like the Lord really spoke to me, and it's out of the very end of that scripture where it says, out of the womb I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Wow. Jeremiah was sanctified and ordained out of the womb, which tells us that God has a plan for everyone, Absolutely. born and unborn. He has a Come calling on. on someone's life who is unborn. And the devil's, one of his tools, one of the things he's trying to do in, in, in causing the, the abortion to, to, to incline, but ca- causing all these laws to be passed, is that he's trying to destroy the plan of salvation from God. God yeah. has a plan for every single yeah. one of those unborn babies that are being aborted. God Absolutely. had a plan for every single one of those uh, those men and women that are contemplating abortion. God God has a reason for that, and I, I love that scripture. And 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 uh, I believe, man, I believe that if you're if you're listening to this again, I don't mean to be redundant, but no. if you're listening to this, listen, God has a purpose for that child. Absolutely. You know, I think of that word sanctified and it just means to set apart. Yes. God has already created a plan for you and has set you apart and has prepared a way for you to be separate from this world, set apart from this world. And really what I'm trying to get at is God has created a a plan for you to be saved, to be regenerated. And, you know, for your young, young child that, that you may be um, carrying right now, God has a plan, a beautiful plan for that child. Yes, amen. And that, that kind of leads me to an announcement that I wanted to give to everyone listening in. And you might actually be surprised by this, but Morgan and I are expecting our third child. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> she's about 15, uh, probably almost, almost 16 weeks in. Awesome. And to think, man, to think that people at at 16 weeks are taking the lives away from those babies. Mm. But I look at the development. I'm very excited about that, by the <laughs> way. Our third, we're, we're, we're saying girl because we're standing on faith. We've got Come two on. boys. But I look at the development in the womb. You can find this information on righttolife.org, which uh, is a very credible source. You can look at uh, books such as uh, one big book in, in pregnancy. And, and I think that I think that my mom had, I feel like it's been around for like 30, 40 years. But what to expect when you're expecting by yeah. Heidi Murkoff and, and Sharon Mazel or Mazel, uh, you can find the baby development on several different sites, such as parents.com, or if you have a minute, Google it and just look yeah. this information up because yeah. it's amazing. But uh, development in the womb. So from conception to four weeks, heart beats wow. at 21 days. Foundation is laid for the brain and spinal cord, and they those are uh, the brain and spinal cord are beginning to form, and the length is less 
than an inch. From six to ten weeks, lungs are beginning to form. Eyes and nostrils are visible. Fingers have grown and separated. Toes are now visible. <laughs> uh, they've got facial features, eyes, nose, lips, tongue, and they're continuing to develop. Each minute, the brain develops as many as 250,000 new neurons. Wow. Unborn child is now called a fetus rather than an embryo. Its wow. taste buds and teeth are beginning to develop. <laughs> it its can finger- taste. Its fingernails are beginning to develop. Or its, its kidneys are developing and can produce urine. It's it's an amazing thing. You know, so that that's that that's section there of gestation. I tell you what, this is an incredible part because guess what? You can see the face of your baby already. Right. Oh, yes. You can see the face of your baby. We had a sonogram a a month or so ago and man, we could actually see as small as that baby was, we could see it look look at the at the front of my my wife's stomach. We could actually see it looking at us, and it was just so so beautiful. But uh, twelve to sixteen weeks. Can I stop for just yes. for a second? You were talking about that it can already taste. Yes, I think that's an incredible fact because um, that means it can already feel right. And if it can taste, what's taste? You know, um, but if it can already taste something. How much more can it feel something right. when it comes to right. abortion? Yeah. That's an incredible yeah. thing. It can already feel yes. abortion. I think that is something that is just absolutely impactful to me because right. I know that, that right. that's a living already. That is a living person right. inside that of you that you feeling. are growing. It's yeah. incredible. Yes. Thank you, God. No, it, it, it's, a, it's amazing. And I, lo- I love to see the development, but to think, just to think that, those lives are being taken away. I mean, I'm. We're not gonna go. We're not basing this off an emotion, but to think that those those precious lives are being ripped apart, and they literally are. Yeah. It's not. That's not made up. You know, those aren't fallacies. Those, those aren't things that yeah. uh, we're just making up on the fly. No. You know, people can say that that's not true, but it's true. You've heard doctors after doctors after doctors say that, and to think that those little lives are being taken away. At 12 to 16 weeks, all major body parts and organs are present. A heartbeat can be heard with electronic devices. Bones are beginning to harden. The mouth makes sucking motions. The spleen begins to produce red blood cells. Hair pattern on head develops. The movement may be felt by the mother. The unborn child can suck her thumb. I say her because we're going on faith again. <laughs> Taste buds are present and function. Up yeah. to that point, you can still get an abortion in most states. That's incredible. That's from, just, 18, that's from 18 to 40 weeks, 18 weeks on, all arms and legs begin to punch and kick. <laughs> I'm glad it's not me that's that's having <laughs> to suffer from that. Fingernails are well formed. Uterus begins to form uh, if it's a girl. And we're going on faith. <laughs> U, uh, uterus begins to form if it's a girl. The link is about 10 inches uh, head to heel. Experts say that she can feel pain. Uh, swallowing begins. It uh, can turn uh, the body from side to side and front to back. It has rapid brain growth. Wow. Weight is about one pound between that between that time as it begins to grow. Uh, outside sounds can be heard. Actions such as hiccuping, squinting, smiling, and frowning may be seen through an ultrasound. <laughs> Sleep patterns wow. exist and rapid eye movement indicates dreaming may occur. Eyelids reopen after being closed for months. Muscles are exer- muscles exercised by kicking and stretching. Wow. Central nervous system is developed enough to control some major body function. 
Uh, you can even uh, hear the heartbeat by listening to the pregnant woman's abdomen. That's that's so amazing, the heartbeat. <laughs> by just putting your ear up to the yes, belly. Don't yes. tell me that that is just a sack of cells. Yes. That is a human Praise being God. that is living inside of yes. you that God has already formed, almost completely formed, right. and he has a plan for them. Don't tell yes. me that that is just... A, a, a just a, a sack of tissues. Right. There's no and way. Absolutely. And as it goes on, you know, it gets up to four, four and a half pounds, and it continues to 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 grow, um, and and then eventually um, will uh, start to position its head down to in pre- preparation of birth. But man, those kids, those babies, they can hear. Yeah, that's what's amazing. Those babies can hear. When Jackson and Jude were in the womb, I would sing to them. Wow. I don't have the greatest voice, and I'm not <laughs> going to test it for you right now. But I would sing to those babies. I'd sing, Mm. Jesus loves me. There's a song I used to sing, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name. And to this day, Jackson still asks at four years old, he asked me to sing that song to him at night because it calms him down. Jude, I could hold him in my hand and he could be crying. But the moment I sing, Jesus loves me, He's, he's, he's calm. He's at peace. People are more concerned with not leaving their dogs in the cold with saving birds and with keeping plastic out of the ocean than they are about human, innocent children, innocent babies being murdered. Those other concerns aren't bad, but what's more important is the sanctity of life. The same people that want to take death penalties away from those who want to destroy pure life. The same people who want to take death penalties away are the same people who want to destroy pure and innocent lives Mm. because they don't want to deal with the effects or the consequences. Think about that for a few seconds. The same people that are advocates with taking away the death penalty are the ones that are pushing to destroy lives that are pure and innocent inside the womb. I believe that. And you know what else? I believe from the very first cell, that is when life happens. As soon as there, uh, soon as as um, there is uh, fertilization, I believe that that yes. is that is yes. life. Absolutely. You know, and I, and I think about this. No morning after pill. Sorry. No, no absolutely <laughs> not. And I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, the same people that can say a full baby born, uh, a full term baby can be terminated, are the same people that would cheer and rejoice right. when they found one cell on Mars. Yes. One cell on Mars. They would say, we found life. And then they say billions and billions of cells that are growing, living, and forming within a a mother is just a growth? Yes. Absolutely Unbelievable. It is a living thing, and it it has potential for life. Potential for life. Potential for life. Hmm. Man, it doesn't just have potential for life. It is life. It's life from the conception, (laughs) from the moment of conception. It's life. Think about the uh, bald eagle. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Ahead, well, the fine, yeah, the fine. I I was looking uh, of the statistics for that. I was trying to see because I you can actually uh, there's an act that was I believe it was John F. Kennedy that that presented that. And I'm not trying to misquote by any means, but uh, I know that bald eagles are protected. They say that if you uh, try to, yeah, obviously we're not going to go around throwing rocks at bald eagles, no. but destroying the eggs of bald eagles, man, you could receive prison time. You could be receiving up to you know however many thousand dollars of fines simply for destroying the egg of an animal and Why? i'm not saying destroy it yeah understand i want the listeners to understand i'm not i'm not an advocate to hurt animals by Absolutely any means i love not. animals yeah. and i think it's it's great but the moment that we put animals before ch- children the moment yeah. that we put animals dogs cats eagles falcons hippos yeah. for pete's sake before <laughs> yeah. babies yeah that's where we've messed up as a society. Absolutely. We, see so, we hear so many commercials. We, we, we see these things of, uh, of uh, saving animals. Oh, we'll save them. They, they don't have a home. I'm, yeah. I, 
yeah, I'm all for that. But man, we need a bigger and stronger passion for those that are unborn and to speak for those that cannot speak for themselves. Absolutely. Something that has a living soul. A, a soul. living soul. <laughs> right. And, you know, so the, the, the argument there is for potential life. Um, so think about this. So the reason why that that is such a crime to destroy an egg is because of the not is because of the potential for life. Right. That same argument needs to be applied to human yes. beings. Yes. We're not talking about animals. We're talking yes. about human beings. Right. And I, I don't believe Praise that God. humans are animals. Right. We're absolutely not. We are created with living souls. And I and I we, and I, I believe that we, we we should be protected more more than. Um, than the everyday animal. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that the devil's plan is to terminate God's image. From the beginning, we were all created in the image of God. And what the devil wanted to do from the beginning is to, des- to destroy that image. If you look at Exodus 15, uh, chapter number 1, 15 through 22, Pharaoh made it a law to or command that all sons that are born be killed. Hmm. And what happened? God spared the life of Moses, and Moses was raised to, raised to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. Yeah. What yeah. an amazing story. You think about Matthew chapter number two. Jesus is born, and the wise men tell Herod. But what happened after God warned the wise men in a dream not to go back to Herod? Yeah. Herod said, Everyone two, every boy two years and younger, yeah. kill him. Wow. Why? Because the devil wants to destroy the plan and the image of God. God has a plan. Like I said earlier, God has a plan for those unborn babies. God has a purpose for them. And what he's trying to do is destroy the salvation plan of God. Moses led them out of Israel or out of Egypt. Moses led those Israelites out of Egypt. But what what would have happened if Pharaoh would have gotten a hold of Moses and killed him? I believe that there's people that that have been aborted that could have been raised up to do mighty works in the name of God. That's I believe right, that there's boys and girls that could have went out to be on the mission field, to be preaching a revival, to be missionaries to the homeless. I believe there's men and women that have been aborted that could have been Sunday school teachers, that yes. could have been uh, music uh, musicians, they could have done uh, wonderful things for God. They could have held, man, countless revivals. They could have, they could have went on and helped save se- thousands of souls. But yeah. the devil, again, his plan is to destroy that and to destroy the image of God. That's that, that's been his goal from the very beginning is uh, is to destroy the, the the very image of God. And I, I don't know if you're one uh, here to, to share a little bit more about that, but look look at uh, when Jesus was born. Yeah, he uh, the devil tried to kill <laughs> the devil tried to kill Jesus. Yeah. Right. He put right a plan with bat. right off the bat. Yes. He he put a plan that all the children from two years it old and influenced under influenced Herod, yeah. To kill life because he wanted to stop again the potential right. to see the world be saved. Well, what was in their life? It was pride. If you look at Isaiah 14, 12 through 14, it discusses Satan's fall. The Bible says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? Hmm. How art thou cut down to the ground, which did which did weaken the nations for thou hast said in thine heart, I will send into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mountain of the congregation in the most high and the sides of the North. I will ascend above the height of the clouds. I will be like the most high. There's one thing the devil would love to do. That's 
be God and have yeah. the power over life and death. But let me let me tell you something. The devil will never be God. Yep. And it's only God who has the power of life and death. It's not your choice. It's not anyone else's choice. It's God's choice. That's right. If God sends out the death angel, God will send out the death angel. But if God wants to bring life, God will bring life. The Amen. power is in the hands of the Lord. That's right. It's so well said, John. And that is that right there. It, there it is, is. And I just want the listeners to think about this just for a second. Um, think about this, that God is the creator of life. When he died on the cross, he went and took the keys of death and hell. Yes. And you know, he is the one who has those, those keys. And what does the devil want to do? The devil wants to go and to empower or try to persuade the one who is, that God is using to give life. Right. To put that power in their hands. Okay, yeah. young young lady, I want you to kill that one that God's trying to give life. Right. It's incredible. Think and, about that. Kill the one that God is wanting to give life to. Hmm. God. There's a reason for it. I don't think things to happen just by chance. I think that God ordains things to happen. And whether it be outside of the will of God, you know, you can you can discuss and and, and argue that fact that, you know, maybe you you did something outside of God's will to to become pregnant or whatever. But guess what? Now it's God. Yeah. Now laid in the hands of God. Okay, it's out of God's will. Don't run away from it. Yeah. Don't be afraid of what your parents yeah. will think. Don't be afraid of what your friends will think. Right. For ask the Lord for forgiveness and give it to God. Yes. And he will give you strength to Praise go God. all the way through. And you yes. know what? He will give you the ability to to raise that child. You you have a church community that will surround you. Yes. You have family that will surround you. You have friends that will surround you and help you uh, be able to to take care of that child. Um, it won't be too hard for you. There are people that will step up to the plate and help you out. Right, right. Get connected with a church that will that Praise will be God. able to do that. If yes. you don't feel that way, get connected to with yes. a church. You know, you say, Gabe, I, there's a place around, uh, there's no place around me that I feel like that can happen. Guess what? You have Bethel Chapel yeah. in Granite City, right, Illinois, right. that we will yeah. come to your rescue. Absolutely. We will help you out. Amen. You know, so I, I was thinking just just one more verse here uh yeah. john yeah. uh luke 17:2 it says to the one that tries to offend a little one just to offend it says it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he cast in the sea than he should offend not kill offend Fend a little one the worse. bible is very strong about ones that that go after offend and hurt little ones now that's offending and he says it would be better that they would they would be cast into the right. sea. But here it is. We're killing children within the womb. Right. How much more God hates of an offense. That that yeah. act. So we've talked the word, we've discussed the questions, and now it's time, Gabe, to walk the word. Let's do it. So one thing I wanted to read as we start into the walking the word, and that's out of Ezekiel twenty two and thirty. The Bible says, And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. We can't just talk about this. We can't just post on, on social media and Facebook. Roe road, road, uh, versus Wade, mm-hmm. those decisions were made because all Christians did was talk about it. Abortions up to 20 to 24 weeks, those decisions were, laws were passed because Christians, all they wanted to do was talk about it. New York's bill, 
is being legalized up to 40 weeks. The reason why that happens is because all Christians want to do is talk about it. You're right. Virginia trying to pass the law, they, they luckily didn't succeed by God's will. But, but Virginia, you're going to see a lot more states try to pass the law for up to 40 weeks. And the reason is, is because all Christians want to do is Facebook, Twitter, discuss it on a podcast and not do anything about it. Yeah. It's time to walk. It's time to stand in the gap. The abs- you're absolutely right. And even, okay, so this the, this thing that happened in Virginia or um, in New York just, uh, you know, was it oh, two weeks ago, a week ago? Yeah. There these the posts on even like on on social media they're already starting to die down right because all people are doing yeah. are talking about it yes they were so oh so so upset about it man i was upset about it yeah. too but i didn't i didn't sit i didn't want to post because yep. i was like look yeah posting what's posting going to do right we got engaged with our local um our uh, local clinic here, yes, that, pregnancy center, preg- yes. pregnancy center. Absolutely, we you know we're donating, we're so donating, supporting them. Um, you know, I know Bethel Chapel. Like we're we're heavily involved. We have people that volunteer there. We have people that yeah. that's taking classes right. there. We're engaged in making for sure that we promote life in our community. Right. What can you do? So how do how to engage? In conversation and uh, with with uh, the, how do we engage in conversation with those who are maybe contemplating abortion or have maybe pro choice um, ideas, Gabe? You know, uh, may I share a story here real quick? Yes. Um, so, just over this past year, um, I tell you, it was uh, it was a, a very heart wrenching uh, situation that I was um, put into. Um, there, I had a I had a, a close friend. Uh, a good friend that um, one day he just was not acting right. And um, he came up to me and he said, Gabe, he said, my, uh, my girlfriend is contemplating abortion. Um, she has my child and um, I, I, I love this child. I want this child to live, but it's her choice. And I'm just torn on what to do. And, you know, that was a very difficult situation. And he's like, can you help? And that was a very difficult situation and something I really wasn't expecting. And I wasn't prepared for John. Right. And, um, and so there, there, there I was. And so uh, we begin to talk about life. Um, you know, we talked about, you know, is, is this, is this, is this a life? Yeah. What does the Bible say about it? Yes. And so uh, over this conversation, you know, it just it reaffirmed his desire to see this this child born. And um, I, I that my my good friend, um, you know, his 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 girlfriend ended up um, after about um, two weeks of, of giving options, given availability um, of of what she had out there. She did end up going through with that abortion. And uh, it was just wow. heart wrenching. Wow, absolutely heart wrenching. And you know, I, I counseled and I tried my best. I, I even told him I was like, "Look, we will adopt the child. Please yeah. don't get rid of it." Right. And um, he wanted he wanted to keep it, but ultimately, ultimately, it was this young lady's choice. How sad. Yeah, abs- absolutely. And um, you know, weeks afterward, he would come up to me and he would say, "I bet he had my hair." Yeah. I bet he had my eyes. Wow. I bet he looked just like me. Wow. And the emotional trauma that he went through. Right. And he wasn't even carrying the child. Yeah. Was incredible. Yeah. Just his life wow. was so just torn after that. And then um you know his girlfriend, she is she's went through 
that trauma as well. Like what, what, what about that life? Yeah. What about that life that I could have given? Right. You know, and it just, it really challenged me to say, you know what? I'm going to be better prepared next time. Yeah. I'm going to do something the next yes. time that I can, can offer, you know, my, my, you know, my words of wisdom, if you can say that. Um, you know, I'm I'm going to do what I can do and be in a position next time to be able to to respond. Yeah, and it's hard because you don't you're not. I think we discussed this last week. You know, in in discussing hearing God with atheists, but man, it, you you're not going to win everybody, and that's what's yeah. hard, dude. That is, that is so hard because it's almost as if you're sitting over hell and you're just. Gra- reaching out your arm and you're just trying to pull everyone in that you can. Yeah, you're you're just not going to. And and I think that, like you said, be- better prepared. So be prepared beforehand. Yeah. You know. And I'm not I'm not condemning you by any no. means. I think that that's a that's a tough situation that I think all of us you know yeah. eventually may face or have the potential to face. And like you said, are, are we are we prepared to to face those those kind of things, man? When I think about and I and I have sympathy for those. And if you're listening to this, I have sympathy for those that have had miscarriages yeah. or, or, or maybe can't have babies because, um, you know, for, for some odd, for some odd, un, you know, scientific reason or, or for something that's causing that, um, yeah. I, I sympathize with you and I, I do feel, uh, terrible for you. And to think that people who are more than able to have kids who are aborting them like that, that just tears me up inside. And I know yeah. it tears those up inside. So as, as a side note as well, man, if, if, uh, understand too, Again, that God, God gives life. Yeah, trust in Him. Let yeah. Him work it out. If you can't have a child, believe in God. Amen. Pray to Him. Seek after Him. I know you've been doing it, but keep doing it. Amen. Because God's able to make it happen. I've had stories just this year, end of last year, of of women, men and women that I've known, friends that weren't able to get pregnant for years that finally are. So God, remember that that God has has that that uh, that ability to to give life to, to someone else. And I didn't mean to sidetrack yeah, or get no. off topic there, but but going back to that, um, you know, obviously when you're discussing with them, you want to keep it civil, you want to be respectful, and and uh, present undeniable and, and scientific fact yeah. because not a, not everyone wants to to listen to the Bible or believe that that's the ultimate authority. Yeah, here you know you you are wanting to counsel them. You're not here to argue with yes. them. But you are here to be able to to counsel them and, and get them in the right way. So I just want to outline a couple things here, uh, several things here. First off, you need to present scientific facts, right, and let them know when life begins scientifically, because you're going to have some people that may not believe the Bible. You need to first present scientific facts for them, but then you also need to provide those biblical principles that we provided today. Yes, uh, you need to apply those biblical principles to scientific facts. Yeah, they parallel. They absolutely parallel. And so once you presented the scientific right. facts, you presented the Bible, then you need to let them know that the Bible also talks about the value of human life. Right. Show them the development that we just went over. Show them yeah. a, sonic, a sonogram picture, whatever. Yeah. yeah, but 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 yeah, the value of life. Show show them that. Yeah, show them that the, the that there is value in human life, that God sees value in every right. human life. He's got a plan for them. And you know how do we how do we determine the value in human life and life in general from a moral conscience, and you know that's you know how do, how do we have moral conscience because God, because God right. and His Word right. He loves us so much that He is He's given us this this consciousness that there is value in human life, 
And we got to understand that if God values human life so much, so should we. Yes. And because God values and loves human life, we should right. too. And understanding that that scientifically yeah. and biblically, the person that's growing inside me has that right to life. Right. We can, we we're going to carry this full term. Yes, yeah, sympathize with those people. Seek to understand what where they're coming from. They could be in a hard place, but convince them to look at the bigger picture. Convince yeah. them to look at. I believe Gabe, you said this. Convince them to look at pregnancy through the eyes of the baby. Yeah. Give them options for adoption. Yeah. Man, if you can't if you can't take care of the kid, there's plenty of people that'd yes. be willing to take care of the kid. Yes, I, I I'm thinking of of people even right now. That, that would be more than happy to adopt a, a yes. child. All right. We're going to go ahead and close in prayer today. Um, I want to pray about three things. I want to pray for the young mother that may be contemplating if she should have an abortion or not. I want to pray for our nation. And I also want to pray that Christians would have the courage to live out their faith and live out their beliefs and be able to make an impact in their communities. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, I thank you, God, for an opportunity, oh God, to, to share your word, oh God, with God, each and every listener, God, that is that is on this podcast today. Lord, I pray, Lord, for the young mother, oh God, that is in the valley of decision on what she should do. God, I pray that you would give her courage, give her strength, oh God, to, Lord, to carry that child and realize that she's not alone. God, that you have, Lord, a church that will surround them, surround themselves to her, God. I pray. Uh, God, that you would touch our nation, oh God, that you would bring us back, oh God, to, to God, recognize the value of life again. Lord, I pray that you would give, Lord, the church, Lord, strength, God. Give us courage, oh Lord, to be able, God, to, to share our beliefs, to share our faith, oh God, with, with someone that may, God, be in the valley of decision as well. Oh God, give us, oh Lord, purpose. Lord, help us to be intentional about, God, sharing your your love, oh God, to this world. In your name I pray. Amen. Lee, would uh, you go ahead and let our listeners know where they can contact us on social media? Yes, absolutely. First off, um, I want to thank you guys for all of the feedback and comments that we have got this week already. Um, You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, Go follow those pages. We've got some great content that uh, we want to bring out to you and always um, feel free to comment uh, uh, comment to us um, like Jonathan said earlier um, feel free to reach out and direct messages however that however that is that you feel um, comfortable but absolutely go follow those pages and and reach out to us and we appreciate all the all the feedback that um, we've been getting so yeah go follow the everyday Christian podcast And we want to thank you again for joining us today. We hope that you apply these principles to your everyday Christian lives. And part two, we're going to discuss how to engage in your community. And we have a little bit more in-depth conversation about abortions and, and, and things of that nature. So thank you again for joining us and God bless.